Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes it rains. Hey, we're recording the podcast. Shut up. Good morning to you wherever you are because it is morning somewhere for January 2nd, 2024. My name is Bernie Burns. With me right over there is head cheerleader Ashley. How are you? <laughs> Feeling very enthusiastic. I'm in a collegiate mood today. Uh, yes, I can tell because someone was up all night. Ooh, I was up all night. Watching college football. If I sound a little froggy today, it's because when the Texas Longhorns versus the Washington Huskies, well played game, by the way, on all sides, uh, that started here at our time at about two in the morning. So I had to wake up and, and watch it. I ended up watching uh, both the playoff games last night, but I also sound a little froggy. What do you mean both the playoff games? There's Last night was the semifinal round, semifinal round, excuse me, I don't know what I said, semifinal, uh, of the college football playoffs. And so only four teams make it in. It's the first round is what it is. Okay. Is it, and is this single elimination, double elimination? Yep. Just straight up. R- round um, robin? Um, and then, nope, nope, as, nope. Just Assume I know nothing about any of this, because I don't. Well, they typically limit the the games that football players play because of damage, right? So there's there's always a big gap between the season and the bowl games. Also, that's marketing stuff as well. And there was a big debate because they didn't always have a playoff. And one of the reasons was these are students, and it's just more games they have to play when they're students and then athletes. You okay. know, they're not mm-hmm. athlete students, they're student athletes. Um, so yeah, so they have as few games, I think, as they can possibly get away with. They would make a ton of money if they could do a 64 team style tournament like basketball does, but there's just no way you can expect kids to play. What is that? 64, 32, 16, eight, four, and then championship game. That's six extra games. Yeah. It's like a whole season for college football. Uh, but am I, am I correct in remembering that college athletes are now able to make money? Because for a long time that was a thing, right? They couldn't, they weren't allowed to like make money as part of the like football. They couldn't have like sponsorships or whatever. And that did that change? It is relaxing in certain places. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I haven't kept up with that aspect of it. You know, it was for a long time though they couldn't make money, and in fact they would they would get suspended or removed from their program and lose their scholarship and everything else. But yeah, I don't know. Do you want to look it up? And I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, talk I'll look a little it up bit about the game because I, I find it interesting um, that that's most of most college athletes that's their entire career. Most of them don't go on to the NFL. So their opportunity to make money in their career is during college. I looked it up and it's, it's probably changes all the time, but the number I saw over and over again was 1.6% of college athletes make it to the NFL, which I think the solution for that is uh, don't make them have their education at the same time as their NCAA athletics career. Have them take some classes, you know, maybe take part-time students, six hours a semester, which is two classes in the U.S. And then when their NCAA eligibility is all done and, you know, they've made so much money for the school, then when they don't make it to the NFL, then let them get four years of education at the university at that point when when they're not distracted by being the best athletes in the country, you know, because – it, what we, what would you prioritize if you were an eighteen year old kid, right? And, and who's who's in a star football program? Yeah, I have a very good idea what I would prioritize. Right. I mean, we talked about it. The top seven stadiums. I mean, of the top ten stadiums in the world, seven by capacity are college football stadiums in America. Or if you're an eighteen year old, twenty year old, are you going to prioritize calculus one sitting in a classroom with like thirty people or the 
110,000 people screaming for everything you do. You know, we all know what you're going to prioritize. <laughs> uh, so here's what I found. Um, this is from the website scholarships360.org. Uh, college athletes do not earn a salary because that practice is prohibited by the NCAA. Uh, but in many states, college athletes can now profit off their name, image, and likeness. That's what it is. Um, so basically they can get partnerships. Um, they can sell their own merch that can monetize social media. Uh, the, one of the highest paid athletes on record so far is July, 2021 college athlete, Henry Hersey Miller, uh, signed a $2 million contract with a company called web apps America. Oh, web apps America. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but they paid him $2 million, which made him one of the top paid college athletes in the nation. It's really weird too, because it, it, whenever we talk about sports in the U.S., it's always money, 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 and you know the, all the advertisements and the Super Bowl commercials and everything. But one of the shocking things is when you come over to uh, Europe or other just outside the U.S., all the uniforms, they all have a huge sponsor across it. In fact, a lot of times you don't see the name of the team. You just see the, whoever the sponsor is, and that's it, um, the, like the football jerseys here. And you would never see that in the U.S. It's weird the lines that everyone draws for capitalism in sports. Yeah, for for what counts and what's tasteful, and it's different for for everyone. Everyone's got very different sensitivities. Mind you, everything I know about um, European football or soccer, I learned from Ted Lasso. <laughs> Is that right? Every, pretty pretty much. I think everything that much. Ted Lasso learned from European football, he <laughs> learned from, from Ted, Lasso. Ted Lasso as well, from watching his own show. <laughs> it's so crazy, too, because Rob McElhenney and... Ryan Reynolds saying how weirdly it like matched that in time. It really what did. What they were doing. Yeah. And, and also like that sort of like hopeful underdoggy tone. Yeah. Did great. I think one of my favorite things I've discovered in all of that is we're off on a little bit of a tangent here. We're going to wind it back up. I guarantee. Uh, there was a pub in, I want to say it was Bristol where the pub was and they were showing some kind of tournament of football teams and they had all the different teams from the UK and then Ireland and they had all the flags written and somebody like somebody at the bar had drawn them themselves and they drew the Scottish flag and the English flag and the Irish flag. And then they got to Wales and they just wrote dragon in red <laughs> on it. And that's it. It's one of my favorite images. Well, like I get it. It's like, what, dragon. Not that easy to draw. Yeah. Ireland, by the way, was in the tournament. I'm not saying that Ireland is part of the UK. I want to be clear. I realized the way that I said that it could be interpreted that I thought <laughs> Ireland itself was part of the UK. Uh, the UK. I know it is not. But in sports news, the Michigan Wolverines defeated the Alabama Crimson Tide 27-20 in the Rose Bowl. That was an incredible game. Went into overtime. The other incredible game last night was the Washington Huskies beat the Texas Longhorns. Boo-hoo to me. I'm sorry, sweet Uh 37-31. That's a six-point game. It seemed way closer than it was the whole time. The, the Michigan-Bama game was super exciting. Back and forth. Uh, Texas trailed Washington literally the entire game. They didn't have the lead the entire game. Washington would score. Texas would score. Washington would score. They scored, what is that, 68 points in total, and Texas never had the lead. But through a really crazy set of circumstances, which is why you always watch to the end, Texas was down by two possessions with almost no time left on the clock. Crazy. There was a guy who interfered with a fair catch and everything, and they got to where they had literally, the ref said, put one second back on the clock. Whoa. And they're on the 12-yard line. They got one shot with one second to go out there. I mean, that I'm summarizing a lot of stuff here. I'm synopsing here for your, <laughs> for your synopsis. And, uh, yeah, it was great. And, they, you know, the, the Washington Huskies won. Uh, if you saw that game, there would be no way you would say they didn't deserve to win. They had some crazy stuff there at the end. They did great. 
next week, or actually I don't know when the national championship game is. The next game that they have will be the national championship between now the Washington Huskies and the Michigan Wolverines. And I can make no predictions as to what will happen there, but it should be a great game. And Texas now, and to answer your question, Texas and Bama, they're done. They do not play. They don't play for like third place or anything like that. They just go home. And no. they're, they're, they're done for the day. They go back to class. But uh, we, we were talking earlier. Um, it's crazy to me the way that video game aesthetics have worked their way into all aspects of life. Like when I was watching the okay, game. How so? When I was watching the game last night, now when they have like can they can pull players, like when they're showing a replay, they like pop players up, like you can highlight them, then they'll put a ring around them. You never probably played the Madden football games or FIFA or anything like that, right? Once or twice, but not enough to say I'm very familiar with them. But you knew which player you were controlling because of UI on the screen and stuff like that. They add all of that in now in replays. So you can see like the path of the the runner. You can see where the blockers are going. It used to be just like John Madden himself. The with the, the, with the chalk drawing kind of thing, right? It was called a telestrator. You'd go to the telestrator and he would like draw the arrows and the X's and O's and stuff like that. Look at this guy here. He's going to come over here, bam, you know, and hit him. And now it's like you're watching this incredible like CG animation. It's just crazy. And I can't help but think that video games are one of the things that help drive that. I mean, they, they almost certainly are. It's nuts. I promise we won't talk about football the whole time. But one of the things that was uh, I did last night was when we would be in the stands, um, it's one of, the, one of the reasons why I can never go to these big stadiums now and watch the Longhorns play. I just don't do it anymore, and I couldn't figure it out for a long time why I didn't do it. And now after all these years, I realize it's because the experience of being a student in the student portion of the stands is just vastly superior to any other experience you're ever going to have. There's a certain energy to live events that it's, it's kind of hard to explain and it's impossible to duplicate. It's one of the reasons that I feel like people still go to concerts because almost you almost never see the sound quality at a concert being anywhere near what you can get at home on a good pair of speakers. Uh, but what you get instead is just like this wild energy, not just from the performer, but from all the other people who are there, who are excited. I mean, it's how mob mentality happens too, I'm sure. Like how people get like swept away in an energy. Uh, but it's it's really, I love it. I love the the energy that you can't get Anywhere else. I know exactly what you mean because I love going to concerts because whenever I watch something, I I always I always think to myself, like if I'm watching at home, I wish there was like 80 people standing in front of me holding up a lighted rectangle. <laughs> I just I miss that. I miss that so much. And that's that's weirdly, of all things, that's concerts that people do that. You'll notice people don't do that at sporting events. It's kind of the same thing. You're all watching a spectacle. But how come people aren't all standing there recording an entire football game? Well, and here's the problem with the with the recording the concerts is like you're even if you do go and watch that back, you're not getting the energy again. Yeah. You're you're watching this pale imitation of the experience that you had instead of having the experience. I mean, it's I think everyone goes through it the first time they ever like look up at the moon and they're like, wow, look at the moon tonight. And then you take out your phone and you take a photo and you look at the photo. It's like, bleh. <laughs> what is it? I, I don't even know what that's called, but the, whatever the human eye can do to basically focus in and then strip out everything around it to where I can look at the detail of the moon and a camera just doesn't have that. I think that'll be a great moment in technology when we get a camera that has some kind of like contextual, I know what you're trying to do either by taking the photo or later by viewing the photo 
and it, it does that function of your brain and like lets you focus in and see the moon the way you want to see it. But I was dealing with last night an insane uh, technology thing because it's a good thing the game started at two in the morning because that's about how long it took me to work out how the how I'm going to watch this game from Scotland because uh, no one cares yeah. about college football here. And so it was it's e- probably sold into some obscure TV package. So it was on ESPN. And so I went to ESPN, I got the app and I said, you know, I'll get a free trial. I'll pay for it. It's worth it to me. I want to be able to watch this game. It's the first time Texas was ever in the college football playoffs. And I ran into the thing that everyone runs into, which is the, the geo blocking where it's like not available in your country. And I said, haha, ESPN, don't worry, brother. I got your back. I'll get a VPN. Um, cause we have a VPN here. Oh, and the, by the way, our first sponsor, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> The word VPN. Everybody just starts hitting the skip. Everyone starts hitting the skip forward button as soon as you say that. Um, So I had a VPN so I I could make it appear as though I was in the US. And then I loaded up ESPN and it goes, get this. It goes, you have to turn on your location services. And I was I was like, ESPN, help me help you. I no, I'm not gonna turn on and tell you where I am because I'm trying to watch your game here. Turn it on. Sure enough, it says, nah. Nah. You know what it even did? I turned on location services, went back in it, and it said, you have to turn on your precise location. (gasps) That's offensive. A little bit offensive. Yeah. ESPN, how dare you? But uh, so I got to say this. It was a really frustrating process. And as someone who worked in media, I had to deal with people who were very frustrated by that process for a really long time. I get why it exists. It's because it's a protection mainly for the media companies that are in your country. Because I'm sure the American media companies would like nothing better than to blast over the internet all their content. Oh, they'd and, love it. And just blanket the world in their stuff. And it would probably work. So it's kind of holding American content at bay so that British people can have their weird sitcoms that I still don't understand completely. Faulty Towers, which is like this series I hear about all the time. Those apparently like six episodes. Yeah, can you look up Mr. Bean? Because Mr. Bean is like this iconic character. And I just learned he's... He's only got uh, like 12 episodes or something like that. 15. 15 episodes. That's crazy to me. So I got to give a shout out. Not a paid advertisement. YouTube TV came to my rescue. Like even when I've tried to watch baseball games, MLB, the way they do blackouts for sporting events in America is so archaic. It makes no sense. It's like you can not be able to watch uh, your team in your hometown if the stadium doesn't sell out on some games. But it's it's almost, what? Ashley, and it's like reading tea leaves, trying to figure out what the hell, where am I going to, how am I going to be able to watch this game? Are they going to allow me to see the team play? Meanwhile, all my tax dollars are going to pay for their stadium. I'm off and right. <laughs> But, you know, it is very frustrating. Just let us watch the game. And that's it. That's all I ask. And and that's it. That's all, that's all my college football stuff. So good luck to the Huskies. Uh, good luck to the Michigan Wolverines. I will greatly enjoy watching you guys play without being stressed about it at all. And also, if you're one of those people, I don't know if you can tell from me, I don't get stressed about sports. I know a lot of people, boy, they get really stressed about it and they let it affect them. Don't, don't, you know, it's, it, it, it's not really going to affect your life. It's the same thing as people who get like completely obsessed with celebrity news and things like that. It has no impact on your life. Just, it was a great game last night. And sometimes it goes your way, like in the Rose Bowl when Vince Young made that play at the last minute. Sometimes it doesn't. And you gotta, you, you know, can't win them all. Sometimes you lose, sometimes you win, sometimes 
It rains. It rains. All right. It's only a game. Why do you have to be mad? Other crazy thing, <laughs> other crazy thing that's going on right now in the world is uh, copyright. January first, two thousand twenty-four. A few copy, major copyrights expired. Yeah. So now that we're old fogies, we're not staying up partying until midnight. Being like, yeah, it's a new year. It's good. We're like, ooh, what ex- what copyrights expired this year? Uh, <laughs> 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 so exciting. Whoa. Uh, but it is uh, an important day because uh, so the first of January is when uh, a copyrights expire for uh, things that were in 1928, I think is what it was. Uh, so now there are a couple of very important things um, that have happened uh, that, you know, are now in public domain. One of the first ones I'm sure a lot of people have heard about already, but that's Steamboat Willie. That's the earliest iteration of Mickey Mouse. Uh, it's it's uh, distinct, visually distinct, um, and uh, differently protected from the modern versions of Mickey where he's got the you know, like the, the shoes and the big eyes and the big ears and everything. Um, but this Steamboat Willie version of Mickey is now public domain. And there was speculation, by the way, that Disney was putting him at the beginning of movies the last few years because they wanted to make an argument that he was part of their trademark. And they're probably not wrong about that. So uh, will it'll remains to be seen how exactly they're able to protect that because trademark doesn't expire, right? Uh, but copyright does. Um, so this version of Mickey Mouse is now public domain, but the later versions remain protected. And whether they use their, um, their basically their Walt Disney animation introduction with him to try to protect against some of these weird uses, like it's been 24 hours and there's already, there's a slasher film that's been announced in the vein of the um, Winnie the Pooh blood and honey that, that happened the second, the early Winnie the Pooh Copyright expired. How do you how do you feel about that? Can I just ask you? Um, Why don't you read the rest of them? We'll talk about that. Yeah, Sorry, I don't okay. want to interrupt you. Sure. On that. Um, there's NFTs. Um, the the <laughs> I, um, you know, and there's also like he's gotten kind of the Calvin and Hobbes treatment. Where remember there's the Calvin peeing on the on like whatever your truck logo of choice is. Uh, stickers in the U.S. that were always a big thing. Um, by having like swear or shoot people, have them crash the Titanic, and these are all now public domain. I feel like this is sort of like people going wild with it because they can. Yeah. Right. But it's not necessarily going to last. I don't know how much people actually care about Steamboat Willie, except that he's been off limits and now he's not. Uh, but this, this weird trend of like slasher films for no longer copyrighted children's characters. I, I guess I'm not really on board with it because they feel like in sort of poor taste, you can do them. I don't have to like them. Yeah, it's one of those things where you find yourself defending a big company like Disney and you get why copyright has to expire. But, you know, and people are free to go do that stuff and make a slasher film with a children's character. But we're free to also not like it as well and say that's that's not cool. Being like, yeah, it's like you can do it. It doesn't make it classy. Yeah. You're still still not classy. Uh, But there's also like a horror game called uh, what's this called? It's called um, Infestation 88. That's a. A survival horror game using Steamboat Willie Mickey and just kind of weird stuff. But uh, what's weird is I feel like, of course, Steamboat Willie's taking the 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 big focus, but there's also like some Agatha Christie stuff entering public domain. And I'll be curious to see, you know, what happens with that. Like, are people going to make more of these sort of like horror Agatha Christie films now that it's easier or are we going to see more of that in media? I don't know. Why don't we, let's put a, we can talk about this tomorrow because I, I do want to talk to you more about it. And we've worked a lot with copyrighted material and stuff because we worked with video games and everything else. 
So why don't we plan to talk maybe a little bit more about it tomorrow? Yeah, absolutely. As Can well? do. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that does it for us today. January 2nd, 2024. Did I say 23 at the top? No, uh, I don't know. We'll have to go back and listen to that. Go back and check. (laughs) Uh, Last night, my drink of choice was Jim Beam out of a plastic cup with Coke in it, because that's what I used to drink when I was at UT. Nice. And then afterwards, I I ran through a sheep pasture and got uh, tackled by a ram. It was a tough (laughs) night. Don't do that, everybody. All right. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. We will be here to talk to you tomorrow. Hope you'll be here as well.